truth be told, I never know if I want to give you time to like shake it out because you've been sitting for a little while. But then I'm like, I, I want to respect their time and get up there. <laughs> but I don't want you to get all fried in like 20 minutes because you've been sitting there. So can you wiggle around a little bit or shake or take a brief breath or something? Thank you, Donna. Good one. <laughs> maybe we need like a jester to come up and juggle or something for a second. Ooh, and then you're good again, maybe. Um, all right, let's jump into it because, like I said, I want to respect your time. Real quick, um, just a lot of heavy stuff in the church today. We're a body of believers, and the thing is about the body is uh, the different parts take care of one another. And so I used to go into church, and I used to kind of hate prayer time. Well, that was when I was me-focused when I was in church. Oops. But um, anyway, so it's the fact that um, we all end up on a list here and there. And I'm, I'm privileged and pleasured to do, be doing life with folks. I'm not on the list today. But how nice is it that when we do, we get to go at it and, and as a group, as a team, as a family, right? Sorry, so there we go. I think so. It'll work. Yeah, thanks, Bob. I'm already tired, my gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> good call. Okay, good morning, everyone. All right, cool. Well, I want to get right to it. We are in the first full week of the new year, uh, about six days in or so. And if someone asked me, AJ, that's me, if someone asked me, um, AJ, you sit up there all the, t- all the time. You talk about your best life, a better way to do life. I personally didn't. Jesus is the one that brought that up. He said, I came that you would have life and life to the fullest, which is cool because when you see a dude walking on water and commanding storms, this is probably how they approached him. Uh, wh- why are you here? World domination, right? In slavery? Think about it, guys. If some dude's walking on Norwood Lake, we'd be like, what are your intentions? Please declare them. We're a little scared here. And Jesus goes, oh, don't, no, 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 no. I came that you'd have the best version of you and best version of life you can have. Oh, good. Phew. Because obviously you know some things we don't. Now, isn't that nice, you guys? We don't serve a God who wants slaves. That's all made up crap, by the way. Zeus and all that sort of stuff. Instead, we've got Jesus who says, I call you friends. So that would be one thing I would say. How can 2019 be better, quote unquote? Number one, and I need you to hear me, okay? I would say this. Draw near. Come to the one person who loves you more than anyone ever possibly could. And did not just say, I love you. He said, watch how I love you. Watch what I do. I'll go first. And he went and look what he did. He went to death, even death on a cross to make a way for you. Lots of people have told me they love me and then they left or they put themselves first. Jesus is the only one who had ever walked the earth, Bruce, who ever said, follow me. I'll go first. And by this, you'll know my love. Not the miracles, but my sacrificial death. So number one, how can 2019 be your best year? I give you a guarantee. I'll give you your money back if I'm wrong. Draw near to the one who loves you that much. And if you never have, reach out. People talk about, uh, nobody, listen, and we're just going to jump right into it. And I'm just going to push through. I'm going to just be a bulldozer today, okay? Here's the thing. Being born again, quote unquote, is having spiritual life come inside of you. Being born. Spiritual life comes inside of you. And the only person that can do that for you is Jesus Christ. That's the reality of it all. That's not politically correct. Nobody, I do not care. It's what the Bible talks about. If you choose to believe that he is who he says he is, and he'll do all the things he says he'll do, that's faith. Faith is not a destiny you end up at. It is a direction you face. Do you understand? Some days, me, I've been in full-time ministry for seven years. Y'all think I'm supposed to have it all together. Some days I struggle to believe in the area I need to believe. Can I get any amens there? That's life. But I've chosen to, to, to go that direction. Jesus, I believe. That's, that's faith, you guys. And that's as simple as it is. It's, it's Jesus saying, follow me. Where are we going, Lord? You'll see. 
You'll see. Just one day at a time, Bruce. Just get out of bed. Slippers on. One step, one step. one, And that's a life lived with Jesus Christ. You want your best 2019? Write that on this, this year's pages, guys. Never once walking alone again. Do you understand? Some of us are so tired of that right now. We're doing the same thing over and over and over again, and we wonder why we're not where we want to be. And nobody will condemn you, not even Jesus himself, if you simply say, I, I, want, a, I want a better way, man. And Jesus will say this, do you want to be made well? Then follow me. Follow me. I'm, I'm never going to not give you the gospel. And if ever you want me to apologize for that, there's a lot of other churches you can go to. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. The good news is, number one, he came and died that paid a penalty for our wrongdoings. Number two, we don't have to walk alone anymore. He doesn't just say, hey, some of your churches you used to go to said this, but hey, cool, you're good, you're saved, you believe in me, see ya. Good luck doing life. That is not what we find in the Bible at all. That'd be number one. And if ever I have an opportunity to share the gospel, I do. Jesus is the way to our best lives because he is the truth. And we need him. Oh, Lord, we need him. And we cannot do life without him. That's number one. Give him permission to become the one who saves you. And then Lord of every little area of your life. There you go. Now, number two, how can 2019 be better? Go back to your original question. Well, if you choose to know Jesus and do what AJ just mentioned, the next step I would say about this. If in 2019... I want to make sure everybody sees me here. If in 2019, you turn and face this one truth I'm going to tell you, things will change. The truth I want you to face today is this. God cares about and is in our struggles. God cares about and is in your struggle that was on your mind when you put your feet down this morning. And the one that you're going to think about right before you go to bed, there's a truth out there. God cares about your struggle and is in your struggle. Not en masse. Not the church, not those old dusty people in the Bible. I'm talking about your specific struggle. Now, a lot of us can't get there today. That's okay. He sent me here to talk about it a little bit. From cover to cover, we see that God calls himself a good what? What's the word? Father. There you go. Not supreme deity. Not Zeus on a mountain who lives and, and drinks up worship or, or whatever other systems people made up. Not that. He calls himself Father. And Jesus is the footsteps we follow, right? He's the author and perfecter of this thing we call faith, right? I'm quoting the Bible. And what did he call God? Father, right? Or you could say dad, or you could say daddy, because he said Abba. If you walked out, if you went to Israel today, you'd hear little kids go, Abba, Abba. And that's what Jesus walked up and said to God for the first time. David didn't call him Abba. Joseph, Jacob, it, no. The one who had intimacy with the father said to us, hey, when you pray, say this, Abba in heaven. Right? Guys, so, so not only... Did I, what are my intentions you? Life and life to the fullest. He actually shows us, hey, if you want to walk in my footsteps, me who has intimacy with the Father, you can have intimacy with the Father. Approach him like dad. And some of y'all, uh, your church world from the past just got blown right up because that's not what you were taught. In 2019, does God care about your struggles? You need to turn and face the truth that he does. And not from a far off way, but in the same way that I care about my five and three-year-old kids' struggles. Yeah, there we go. There we go. It's so true, you guys. This is, this is so huge. It'll change 2019 and beyond, you guys. And one of the ways I got to know this um, is because when I became a dad, like, I thought I knew what love was before that moment, but, and I'm not talking down to the, the childrenless people. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying for me, when I saw these kids, I kind of now understand that whole idea of self-sacrifice. And you know what I mean? If the kid needs a heart, just let me say goodbye real quick or not. I don't care. Really, I mean, it's like this, that, and that's what it means to be a dad. So I want to tell you a story real quick. 
that lines up so perfectly for this because God calls himself father. So here's a story. Today's Sunday. So yesterday morning, I'm, I'm making breakfast. And so the kid had some tablet time. I'm not going to justify he gets a little bit of tablet time here and there. But if daddy's making breakfast, okay. And he's playing this cheap little free motorcycle game because I don't spend money on those stupid things. And, but it's one of those things. Uh, anyway, it's a very frustrating game where you just keep perishing. Well, all of a sudden, I'm making the sausage and eggs. You know, real breakfast. Cereal's just junk. <laughs> anyway, um, I hear... I hear him start whimpering. I don't want to Im- intim- you know, imitate him or anything. I hear like whimpering and whining from the other room. And I walk in and, and I'm a little gruff sometimes. And I'm like, what are you doing? What, 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 what whining? And he's like, me. All right, I am imitating him. I don't mean to. I don't want to shame him. But anyway, I hear whimpering and frustration, like whining. I'm not a big fan of whining. Come on, knock it off. Okay, whining never gets you where you want to be in life. Right? So uh, so he's he's freaking out over this stupid little tablet game. And I, wa- I walk over to him and I'm like, dude, okay, listen. And I see a teachable moment. I'm like, listen, if you're getting frustrated, you got you to either control that or you got to put it down, right? You, get, you, right? you know what I mean? Like, it's okay to feel frustrated, but you're in charge of how you react with that. See, I try to teach him, right? You try. It's a teachable moment. So I was ready to walk away. Good job, daddy, right? You taught him. You knocked him out of the whining. But I could see he was like, he just was done for a moment. And so I was like, do you want me to help you, dude? Yeah it to me well i died like 24 times trying to oh, stupid dirt bike do you, is there only one dirt bike is there a better dirt bike you can make how does this work does that button go why is this screen so dirty that's legit that's legit that's why it doesn't work alex um that's the truth and i got him past the spot and he was stuck now the reason i say that is because of this a lot of us can get behind god being the god who in our hardships says there's a teachable moment i want to mold you i want you to be conformed to the image of christ and then walks away. A lot of us can get behind that God. But can I tell you that God is actually that second part too? Hey, do you want me to actually help you with that? Come here. You get that? And a lot of us, again, we're good with the whole, well, I'm just being conformed. God has a plan. I saw a TV show last night where the high school uh, football player blew out his knee. And the quarterback goes over and goes, God has a plan, bro. I'm like, oh, you need to shut the hell up, bro. Right now. Like, that's not doing anybody any good, man. This dude, right? That's not, even Jesus would be like, shut the hell up, bro. Like, come on, man. This, this high school kid just blew out his knee and you get run over and go, God has a plan for you. He's probably making you more like his son. And it's like, man, what God do you serve? Because that's God up on the mountain. That's God saying, hey, I hope you're becoming like me. Well, he eats popcorn. But I see a God who actually sat on the couch because Alex was really frustrated. And you know what? It was a stupid little game, but it wasn't stupid to him. And so whatever you're facing, whether it be that, that list, that daunting list that we pray over, or frustrations or unmet needs or a relationship that's not where you want it to be. Okay, you either can understand that God wants, God wants you to know that he's both those dads. Oh, sure, he's working that thing for good. He's, I mean, he's working that thing for, you know, to be conformed. But doesn't Romans 8.28 says he works all things for good for those who love him and called according to his purpose? Two weeks ago, I gave a whole message on that. Because some of us cannot get there. For we know, says Paul, in other words, it's not something to debate, and it's actually silly to argue this. We know that in all things, Greek, Hebrew, and English, all things, God works for Bonnie because she loves him. Imperfectly, but, but does. Right? Greg, anybody. Do you get it? If we love God and we're called according to his purpose, he's working this situation for our good. Or, and this is where some of you are going to meet me for the first time, or the Bible's lying to you. And you just need to decide where your faith is going to be in 2019. Oh, another thing before I move forward. Who is that about? It's not even about you, is it? 
If I made a statement for in all things, God hung the sun is keeping it lit. You'd go. <laughs> but if I said in all things, God working in your life for your good, you'd go. I don't. Jeez, I don't. Golly, uh, shucks. Wouldn't you? All right. Wow. <laughs> it's the first quarter. And you all, you all are looking at me like that. Wow. All right. Let's do this. Number one. The evolution, if you will, of us, um, 2019, of us getting the full picture of God. Number one, step one, God is far off. You can only speak to him through that guy because he's wearing those robes in those huge looking churches. And you got to say certain words. That's step one. Step two is this. Wait, I can talk to him? Yes, he's leading me. He's guiding me and he's changing me. Step two. Step three is deeper. It says this. He's actually right here with me in my struggle. And he longs to have me know he's in the boat with me. That's step three. And a lot of us are right on the cusp of two to three. And you can believe it for other folks. And even when we're talking on the prayer list, we can get there for someone else. But my boat, I don't know if I can get there. And 2019 could be your best year ever, no matter your circumstances, by the way. That's the beauty of this truth, by the way. Circumstantially, you may not have a good year. I'm not going to lie to you. This ain't prosperity doctrine. No Ferraris. Ferraris are parked out in that parking lot. You may have a bad uh, uh, situational year. But boy, if you can get this truth, it will still be your best year. Amen? Amen? That's the cool part about all this. It's so much bigger than us. Number three is this. He's right in the hardships with me. He's willing to take the wheel or the controller or the tablet as it were. As it were. Anything, an unmet need, a strained relationship, marriage shortcomings, addictions, hurts. Our kids, our grown kids' choices they're making, a physical issue, a financial issue, whatever it is. I want to dig into an un, uh, to a very well-known uh, uh, story in the Bible uh, to show you this. Let's look at the story. I, I abridged it just for time's sake. Joshua and Jericho. And I don't, oh my gosh, I could go off. Look at the order in which the cities fell, and you'll realize that it didn't make sense. I believe it's actually a prophetic timeline, Greg. If you look at it, Jericho wasn't the first city. They had to go around to get to Jericho. Jericho was tightly shut up because of the Israelites. No one went out. No one went out. No one came in. Time out. Because you look at Jericho. Look at Jericho. They all knew that the army of the living God was coming. And they all had a choice, by the way. God never said you can't be a part of us. God actually invited other people to be a part. But anyway, let's go. Sorry, sorry. Then the Lord said to Joshua, because he talks to people, including you, if you're listening. See, I have to, I've delivered Jericho into your hands. Your problem's already solved, by the way, because I'm outside of time. Oh, my gosh. Let's just keep going. Along with its king and his fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have the seven priests carry trumpets and ram's horns, called a shofar, in front of the ark, which is where his presence, you know, lived back then. Does anyone know where God lives now? There you go. In the ark back there, but now inside. God among us, God with us was Emmanuel. That's Christmas. And God in us is Holy Spirit. <laughs> but back then it was in a, an ark. So do this for six days. The ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priest blowing the shofar. Uh, when you hear them do the long blast, which is awesome if you've ever heard that, by the way. It's on YouTube. Have all the people give a loud shout. The wall of the city is going to collapse and the people go up. Every man straight in. So Joshua called, son of none. <laughs> called the priest. It had to be a son of somebody. <laughs> Donna, did you get Yeah, I knew she would. That's so her humor. Anyway, he said to this. So, so Joshua then relays the information. Let's skip ahead. I, I feel like I didn't need to show you six more where he tells them. Go ahead, Bray. The seventh time around, the, the priests go, and boom, shout for the Lord has given you the city. And that's it for Joshua, right? Oh, how easy it is to just look at these people and say, that's them, and to miss so much in there that's for us. And in fact, 
it's so easy to just look at that and, 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 and realize, A, it was them, or B, you take their humanity out of this. Now, I sort of set you up on this one. You folks, I did not set you up, so I'm going to have to do this. And don't think I enjoy doing this at all. But there's a song we just sang called Do It Again. And the first lines say this. Walking around these walls. B. I thought by now they'd fall. Right? We all sang that. But you have never failed me, yes. And that hit me. On day two. No, day one, though, was probably excitement. Cool, what's everybody doing, right? Wow, we're all lined up, awesome. Oh, don't talk, okay. Right, day two. Oh, maybe, maybe today's the day. You're just a random Israelite, right? But day three, day four, day five, day six. Why are we doing this again? Dad, hello, why are we doing this? We're walking around. I figured something would have happened by now, right? And all of a sudden I get a whole nother picture of, oh yeah, I've been there too. Because I've walked around my walls. And, and I could have swore you would have changed him or her by now. I could have swore you'd, you'd get me out of this stinking job. I could have swore that that person would stop treating me this way. I could have swore that by now. I would have thought those walls would have fallen in my life, fallen in my life, or the addictions I've carried. Man, I've tried so many times, and Lord, I've, here I am again. And I realize this is not a story about an Israelite army. This is a story about me and my life. And there's things I've got to get out of this. Waiting for breakthrough, waiting for healing, waiting for provision. So using both a historical Bible story and a song, let's look at 2019 for us. Now three things come to mind out of that. And this is what God can do inside of us when we ask for wisdom, when we're reading the word. When he says, walking around these walls, I thought by now they'd fall. The first thing that comes to my mind is this, in your journey and your walking around walls is this. And this is going to get difficult. I don't oppose people and I'm not right. Just know that. I'm going to oppose some mindsets today that I think hold us back. I thought by now they'd fall. Who told you that? That's expectation. And expectation is this. It's very important to ask ourselves and our expectations is who thought that by now. Now in the loving way, not most loving way possible, I'll say this to you and me. Who told you that? When faith with, faced with disappointments and heartaches, with delays or whatever, it's important to face our disappointments honestly. Why in society are we so afraid to do that? Can I tell you there's certain areas of my life, I'm disappointed. Lord, no, I'm not fulfilled in this area. He's not surprised by that. Me hiding it and feeling like I can't say it is doing nobody any good. Nobody any good because it sits there like a poison. And if you don't face your disappointments, you'll miss these things. Who told you that? Oh, I thought I'd be married by, stop, who told you that? Well, I just always thought that I, okay. I thought I'd have a, a four-bedroom house with a two-car garage. Who told you that? I thought right now, financially, I'd, who told you that? Ooh, right. Expectations are, dis okay, expectations are just disappointments and waiting. There's going to be a lot of noteworthy ones today. With every lap walking around these walls, we grow more and more resentful toward God. And with every passing day, we trust him and his goodness less and less. While walking around these walls, with every lap, we grow more and more resentful toward God. And with every passing day, we trust him and his goodness less and less. Walking around these walls, I thought by now they'd fall. But again, I want to ask you, who told you that? 2019 is a very good year to face our disappointments honestly. And remove the disappointment and resentment from God and deal with it appropriately. Another noteworthy one to say is this. Many of us, 
Our disappointments from the past has severely crippled our relationship with God. It's true. And I'm going to warn you. I'm going to push through. I have, I have a lot of stuff today, so you might as well hang with me because I know there's some people in here who need this. When we don't really trust God anymore. We don't feel his love for us. And we certainly at our core do not believe he's good because we've got these disappointments in the past. And listen, I'm not God's bodyguard. He doesn't need one. I don't need to stick up for him today. I don't feel that way. I don't at all. I'm actually here for you. Because you know what a pastor really is? It's the servant of the people. So I'm going to say hard things for you today because I love you. Just like with my kids. I can't give them everything they want. Sometimes I got to tell them things that they don't like. But the truth is love. Amen? So are you with me today so far? You got a sense this is good stuff. I know you all do. So I need you to hang with me for a minute. Okay. This, is, this next point is awesome. This is a huge weapon that the, we have a spiritual enemy, by the way. It's not just mumbo jumbo or Hollywood. We have a spiritual enemy. This is a huge weapon he uses against us. So you ready for this? The devil uses his own work, what he does, as evidence of either God's non-existence or indifference. So the devil uses his own work and then points to it and goes, ha ha, he can't be real or he doesn't love you. Ah, yes, somebody's getting it. So he'll go and mess something up and go, see, look. That's broken. Get it? You know what it reminds me of? This is going to be a little bit of crude of an example, a little funny. I got a golden retriever. His name's Sam. He's 10. He's awesome. He's one of my best friends. I hope you all know what that's like. Dogs can be part of the family, right? Well, he loves to pray, play fetch. Of course, he's a retriever. And, um, but I would say Sam's... Mom's not going to like this. I would say Sam's right around the middle of the, the intellect for the breed. <laughs> Some would say he's a bit of a doof. He's my doof, but he's a doof. So he'd play Frisbee. Oh, this is great. Dad's the best. Dad's the best. He's so handsome and strong. And then what he'll do is he'll be like, oh, now all of a sudden I have to pee. Much like a child, right? Defcon 5. Oh, so he'll drop the Frisbee, walk a couple steps and pee. And then he'll turn around and be like, what? Why does that Frisbee smell like dog pee? Because you just did that. <laughs> you trapped it, walked forward, forgot, and peed on your Frisbee. He's like, I don't want to play with that. That smells like dog pee. <laughs> yeah, you peed on it. We laugh. I mean, it happens all the time. And then the dog's like, no more fun, Dad? I'm like, oh, dude. <laughs> That's the exact same thing, though. Really, listen to me. We're talking about 2019. We're talking about the fact that God's in our struggles for real, not us collectively, individually. And th here's the thing that happened. The devil does his handiwork and then points to the mess and says God's not real or he doesn't care. If, you, if God cared, then why did this happen? Well, Satan, because you did it. You got there, you influenced that person, he's got his own free will, things got jacked up, and now you think that reflects God's goodness? Wow, don't you hate when dudes talk logic? Doesn't it just make you so angry? But it's the truth, man. You watch the six o'clock news and go, oh my gosh, there's so much evil in the world, How God can't be real, and God's like, no, that's evil, doing evil things for the nature of evil. Doesn't touch my nature. Yeah. Boy, I tell you what, though, once I came to that truth, it sort of framed how I see the darkness in the world now. It doesn't reflect on God. It just is what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good, man. That's good. 2019 is a great time to remove what lies between us and God that we put there because of expectations. And this isn't easy, guys. I'm not going to sit there and say that. And I've had to sit in the office and identify that healing was blocked. Hear me now. I've had to sit in the office and identify that healing was blocked because a person was angry and resentful toward God because their spouse left. And I get it, dude. Why'd that happen? Why did he let them leave? Why did he let her leave? And, I, and, I, and because I care, I'm going to step into really hard territory and serve you people. I'm going to. 
If you're struggling with the acts of another person in this life, and you know that deep down you're angry at God for it, I need to say something hard, but that's full of love. Pains and letdowns you have received from other people came from them and not God. If you're angry at God for not stopping that person or changing that person's behavior, I want to tell you something that, that it, it, you might not like, but it's going to help you. Most likely, someone in this world might be angry at God for not stopping you from doing what you've done. We're all a villain in someone's story. And I'm not trying to be insensitive, guys, because this is what I've given my life and my family's life to do. And I've sat in the office with folks, and I would never justify behavior that's been done, ever. But the principle applies. If God were to stop him from doing that, now you're on the hook, too, for perfect behavior, and you will be stopped. And the next thing you know, we're all a bunch of puppets walking around, maybe with our own little angels, who are not allowed to say that, not allowed to think that dishonoring thought, not allowed to... It's hard, isn't it? It's hard. It's hard. And again, I want to say my humanity is sorry for having to say that, because we all long for a place where there's no more tears, there's no more pain. And every tear is wiped away, don't we? Yeah. Oh, wait. That's actually coming. I just quoted you the Bible. But in this life, if someone used their free will to hurt you, I would advise you against turning to God and indicting him. Because that's just going to block your healing. And then you're also not going to have to deal with it. Because here's the thing. If people are on the line for their own actions, number one, the whole world would change. We're all love to skirt responsibility. But if people are on the line for their own actions, now I can choose to either keep this poison here or forgive it and be free. But as long as it's between me and God, there is no solution. Because it's not even real. Does that make sense? I know I'm deep right now. I'm swimming along. I get it. But this is what God wants to talk about today. It's time to face our disappointments honestly. Here's the thing. We are going to be disappointed in this life, you guys. It's going to happen. People are going to let us down. But we got to be careful what we create for expectations. Expectations are just disappointments waiting to happen. That's all they are. And that's why I love premarital counseling. I'll sit there and go, okay, tell me how good you think this is going to be. <laughs> I try not to go, eep. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant after the infatuation season. Oh, yeah. And those expectations you have are just disappointments waiting to happen. It's absolutely true. We're still sitting there on this. Well, no, no. Okay, fine. Yes, I'll, I'll be brave here. The sooner you learn that in relationships, any relationships that you have, the better off you'll be. Because if you say things like you should or you're supposed to, I could always ask this. Who said that? Now, there are absolute truths out there, and you know what I'm going to say. The word of, the God, word of God is very serious and very, you know, very... Uh, obvious about how we're supposed to treat one another very obvious but if we're just making up our own expectations i want to i want to um you know warn you against that i have to truly understand this and i do the people closest to me in my life can pull the pin today and blow it all up kirk gets me we don't want to la 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 no it's the truth my wife could destroy me when i got married i handed her a loaded gun and said please don't use it metaphorically I wouldn't hand a loaded gun over. <laughs> but seriously, a decade ago, I said, here's, here's, my, here's my heart. Try not to kill me. And I've watched some people in this room get slaughtered. Slaughtered. Because the other person said, too bad. Bang. 
guys, there are no guarantees. Now, here's the thing. I want to say it because, I, again, I want to be brave. She promised me she'd stay with me. God never promised me he'd make her stay with me. Get it? So if that happens, I have no right to turn and indict God. God, why'd you let me? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't promise you nothing. She did. It belongs on her. And now go get healed. Cool? Moving forward, you guys get it. This is rough waters. If day eight had come, walking around the walls, if day eight had come, they would have had every right to put their finger in God's chest and say, you said. And in church, we don't like talking about that, but that's the truth. Because he said seven days, if day eight had come, raise a ruckus, make some signs and pick it. Absolutely. Do it. There's the difference. God is not afraid of us standing on his promises. But don't make up expectations because you think how things should be. In other words, this, again, this is hard. This is so hard because there's been so much abuse on each side in church. I'm going to tell you my story. I'm going to look at these chairs, look at the ceiling. Every day, and again, you guys are going to have your own thing. I'm going to touch this. I'm going to move forward. Uh, over my children, I say this. I say, Father, you said they, these signs shall accompany those who believe. And you even said, Father, that we drink deadly poison and by no means harm us. I'm not going to drink poison, but I do see that the flu is trying to take down my family. And you said this, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And I claim that and I stand on it for my family, not for my bank account, for my family. And so if something happens, you tell me I don't have the right to say to God, but you said. Come on, I just got you there with logic. I, I know the promise, I've activated the promises, and I've stood on them, so now we can have a conversation about it. Oh, you can't get there. Good, 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 good. So that means I need to push it a little bit more. If I go broke and I'm tithing because of what he said, I have every right to say to him, remember the whole pressed down, shaken, and overflowing thing that you said? He said it. Okay, why are you not with me right now? God is God of integrity. And so here's the difference. On day seven, the walls have to fall. Get it? And so if you're, because they're doing what he said to do. Get it? He, they're standing on his promises. They got up. They got the shafar. They carried the ark. That's a different situation than saying, well, I just think that things should blah, 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 blah. Put those to death, but it's okay to stand on the word of God. And again, you're uncomfortable about this. Do you think God doesn't, can't accept our challenges? Or our questions? What are you, nuts? Wow, I've never uncovered this. I'm going to write a book. <laughs> People get squirmy when you talk about holding God to his word. That's weird. In the interest of time, i got to keep moving. I want to go back to the first uh, line of the song again. Because it points out a truth, and then we're going to wrap up. And it's this. Uh, walking around these walls, I thought by now they'd fall. But you have never failed me yet. And even if you've heard nothing today, this is where we, where we land. The question is, which do we look at? I thought by now they'd fall, or you've never failed me yet. I thought by now they'd fall. That's where I'm looking, or but you've never failed me yet. Now, here's the thing. While studying this, I asked myself this question. Why would he make a gaggle of people walk around that many times? Was he bored? Did God just want to see the little ants marching? Is that... No, really, ask yourself these questions. Why? And you could go into this, that, and the other thing, but my, the humanity of me is like, no, but what was he doing here? Because God's always about the heart, guys. Every ritual has a meaning in a heart. You don't need the ritual, you need the heart. So here's what I would think. Maybe God 
maybe God was disciplining them and show, not disciplining them, helping to give them the discipline of choosing what to look at, of not staring at the circumstances, of staring at him through what he's done. Now, listen, it's the fourth quarter. Hang with me. This is a good thought, okay? You good? We good? We good? Donna's going to dance again. She'll shake it out again. I promise you. Okay, check it out. Check it out. Check it out. He wasn't building his super meter. He didn't need to grow his power to knock down the things. So what was he doing? He was doing something in their hearts. And here's what I think he was doing. In life, we do not see God directly right now, but we see him through his work. If you think about this, I cannot see God right now. I know he's everywhere. He's the sustainer of life. So he's obviously inside of me, but I can't see him directly. You know how I can see him? Through what he does right? And you all know that's how other people see God too, through what you do. We see him through his goodness. We see him through his hand, right? We will see him directly. That happens when we leave this dimension and go off to all 10 dimensions. It, it's going to happen. That's not weird. That's, that's quantum physics. <laughs> that sounded rather culty. I wanted to, uh, we're not drinking Kool-Aid or anything. Just calm down. Um, but the idea is this, we see God through what he's done. Now, there's two sides. I thought by now they'd fall. And then there's, but you have never failed me yet. And so I'm looking at my circumstance. And here's the thing about 2019. That's where we focus over here. And it seems so pithy and so cliche, yet it applies to every single person in this room, whoever lived too. What do we look at now? You can either stare at your problems, your needs, your fear, your addiction, whatever it may be, or you stare at your God. Now, here's what I came up with too. It's not a percentage game. You can only be looking at one. Because lots of us think we can go 60-40. Nope. You can't. You can't go 50-50. You can't go 90-10. You either be, need to be looking at one or the other. Now, unfortunately, by default, we will look over here. We are born and built that way for us to handle, control, fiddle, 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 worry, and have anxiety. I thought by now they'd fall. Stop looking at the walls, dummy. Why are you talking about walls? Why are you talking about walls? You're marching for God. The future's set. God said it in the beginning, didn't he? I've delivered it over to you. Because he's outside of time, here's the beginning of time and end of time. Not that it really, okay? Because he's over here. He's a, he's a line. We're rays. But anyway, mathematically, okay? He's already happened. And, and so Marty, Marty's joy was here. It was always going to be here. But right now I thought, I thought this would happen. It's like, well, it's already been done. So what do you want to stare at in the meantime? You stare at your God, right? And I brought Marty for a really good example because I love her so much I'm happy for her. It's true, and y'all are too. So anyway, every person here listening knows this, and, um, and I'll prove this to you. Do you feel better inside right now than you did, let's say, two hours ago? Just generally about life. <laughs> you want to know why? Not because of anything we're doing up here. It's because you're looking at God. You, you purposefully carved out time to go hear this knucklehead talk about God. And so all of a sudden you leave church and you feel lighter, you feel better, you feel right. Get it? And even listening online, there's people right now, you could be watching any other thing. YouTube has billions of videos, but there's people right now watching and they feel better. Not because of anything that's been said or maybe, but I mean, it's, they're looking at God. So 2019, AJ, you asked in a question metaphorically in the beginning, right? Hypothetically. Number one is, is draw near to God. And number two is God cares about our hardships. Number three, stare at him. And sometimes when you wake up and your faith is not there, quote unquote, doesn't mean you look away. It means you look even harder. I don't feel like reading the Bible today. Cool, don't, but at least listen to worship music. I don't feel like listening to worship music. Cool, don't, but at least remember that thing he did for you back then when you thought you were gonna lose your damn mind and you didn't. That's an altar in the past. <laughs> 
I thought by now they'd fall. <laughs> All right, let's let's wrap it up here, guys. Staring at God, even if it doesn't, and they see him. Ooh, ooh, ooh yeah, well, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. When you stare at God, here's the thing. It's such a backwards thought. People think faith is something you arrive to, and, well, I believe once. No, faith is the substance of things unseen. When you stare at God and stare for God, that's when you see him. You don't see him and then stare at him. It's when you stare and long for him, you find him. So I think of Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, and they said, we're staring at God. Oh, we're going to throw you in that fiery furnace. That's cool, because we've got a God who can deliver us, but even if he doesn't, and that's where we're staring. And guess what they do? They see him. Daniel in the lion's den, same thing. I'm not going to, nah, man, I get it. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to keep staring at God. And then he sees him in, 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 in the deliverance from the land. But then I think about these slides right here. I think about someone in the New Testament who... They're furious and gnashing their teeth at this man named Stephen. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looks up to heaven. Oh my gosh, he actually looks, doesn't he? He doesn't look at the people who, who want to oppose him and kill him. He keeps his eyes on God. And watch what happens. This is not a metaphor. And he looks up to heaven and saw the glory of God. And he sees Jesus standing at the right hand of God. That's very important. Next one. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Again, standing. At this, they covered their ears and they yelled at the top of their voices and they rushed at him. They didn't like that he was talking about Jesus. Some things never change. They dragged him out of the city to begin to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. You all know him. He turns into Paul. And while, they were pray and while they were stoning him, which means throwing stones at him till he died, by the way, trying to hit him in the head, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, don't hold this sin against them. When he said this, he fell asleep, says the word. If you want a cool word study, go look at what the word asleep there is in Greek. That's the real version of death. But anyway, so when he looked at his God, he saw God. And what was Jesus doing? Say it, Bruce. Standing. standing. Any other times that Jesus is standing? Okay. But usually he's seated on the throne of his father, right? Do you know why he stand? When my kids cry or when my kids need me, I get up. That's as simple as that. It's no more profound. Look what they're doing to my son. I'm here for you, Stephen. When we look for God in the midst of our struggles that he cares about, we will find him. And that's not just, that, that is a promise. Y'all got my email address, you know where to find me. If you can get and understand this truth, God is with me in the struggle in 2019, it will change everything. The last verse, and then we're going to sing a song, says this. I know the night won't last. Your word, word will come to pass. And I know my heart will sing your praise again. Jesus, you're still enough. Keep me within your love. My heart will sing your praise again. God cares very deeply about our struggles, our walls, our needs. He sees every single person in this place, and he truly loves us. He longs to be brought into our situation. He longs for us to know that he's there and to keep our eyes on him. We are not alone. We are always loved and always provided for. This is the truth we can either face 2019 or continue to walk the way we have previously, and it's our choice. I'm going to throw an audible out here. Let's sing Never Once. We were going to sing that one again, but I want to, looking back, we realize never once have we ever walked alone. Let's stand on our feet and honor our God.
struggling with disappointments, Father God. Lord, if we really examine it, Lord God, lots of times those disappointments aren't actually about you or failed promises you've made. They just might well have been self-inflicted wounds, Lord. So we come to you, Lord God, and we know that you are not a God of condemnation. You did not come to condemn the world, but to save it, Lord Jesus. So we come to you, Father God, with this next thing to look back and realize you've been faithful all these years that you'll never change that you are the same yesterday today and forever always Lord so we thank you Father God we lift our, ourselves the good, the bad, the ugly the battleground and the mountaintop Father we lift it to you right now in the name of Jesus Christ we thank you that you're faithful and that you love us help us to stay the course Father God to stay the course staying in the center of your love to realize the truth that you do care, that you love us and you're right in the center of our heart, in the center of our hurt, in the center of our need, in the center of our disappointments, all those things. We love you, Lord Jesus. We submit and surrender ourselves afresh and anew. It's in your name, Lord Jesus, that we live, that we love, that we worship, and that we find our meaning. You are the King of kings and Lord of lords, and we love you. And we all said amen. Amen. All right, everybody, have a great week.